Saturday night in Barnsley, the Undertones have just played, and I've bumped into a fellow Chomboree fan. It's Val. Hi, Val. Um, uh, yeah, hi, Dale. Uh, here we are in the Yorkshire homeland. Um, yeah. How did, uh, how did you enjoy the gig? It was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. It was. It was brilliant, wasn't it? So, just yeah. very quickly, as this is a football podcast, Chomboree, this coming season, uh, very quickly, give me your thoughts. Yeah, I think we're going to have a great season. We've got a new coach. Interesting signings. Yep, great new beginnings. Brilliant. Let's hope it let's hope you're right. Okay, anyway. Thank you, Val. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See you at Chombury Stadium, I guess, next. Absolutely. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hello and welcome back. This is episode six of a Thai football podcast. And hello, Rob. He's decided to come back again this week. So <laughs> welcome back, mate. Thanks very much, Dale. Hope everything's all right over there. Yeah, it's been absolutely fine. Yeah, having a good time. Obviously, the cricket was fantastic today. Um, and the football season's already started here. So yeah, we're a couple of weeks ahead of you. So plenty going on sports wise. But on with the podcast. Do you want to know what's coming up first? Oh, yes, please. Right. Well, I sat down with James Baxter, who's uh, very active on Twitter, very knowledgeable about Thai football, and he wanted to talk about the foreign player quota in the Thai league. So this is the interview I had with James. We now have James, who's a Port fan based in Australia, on the show and he's come on today to talk about the foreign player quota in the Thai league which I believe has just changed again this week James is that right? Yeah it's another change in Thai football which you know happens every six to twelve months and we we as fans just have to adjust to it as well as the clubs. Yeah, it's difficult to keep up with all this. It, I mean I must admit I get very confused when it comes to these foreign quarters when you get the, the four plus three plus one plus two and you can have so many on the bench and so many on the field and so many selling hot dogs outside. I, I'm completely lost. I'm hoping that you're going to be able to explain it a lot better than I could. Well, they changed it last year where you could have five from anywhere plus an Asian AFC passport and then as many ASEANs as you wanted, but only three plus one plus three. It's right, complicated. Okay. I'm with yourself. So, so, so you 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 could potentially sign if you wanted five Brazilians and have two sat in the stands on match days because they couldn't play. But you know, it's it's just too many because you've got seven foreign players potentially starting the game. So, how's that going to benefit the Thai league as a general when none of their national players are actually potentially playing on on every week you know they've got yeah. to go they've got to go elsewhere and find you know maybe they'll have to drop down a division just to get game time it's, it's crazy I mean, it's yeah it's it's always been an issue and that balance again you we touched on this a couple of weeks ago when the Thai league seems to be very much the poor relation 
to the national team. The national team, as far as the, the Football Association are concerned, is the most important thing. And bringing through Thai players to fill the places in the national team is what they're concentrating on. And obviously it accounts for all the breaks in the season, which is a completely different issue. But what you're saying is that the because it's limiting the possibilities of Thai players getting opportunities, you'd rather see it, what, scrapped altogether or reduced? Or how, how would you like to see it work? It, it's counterproductive in a way because you're if you, you potentially have seven foreign players starting the game which is which is good in a sense because the Thai players are going to have to earn their spot so there's increased competition which is great but that's not what we've necessarily seen with the quality of like fair enough have three import players from anywhere and an AFC passport holder but three ASEAN players is just way 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 too much um I was talking with a friend about it recently and he was saying why he thought it would work. And in the end, I basically had to say to him was it's, it's not Thailand's responsibility to develop other nations players in the region. It's, it's your country's responsibility to do that. It's, you know, so like I, I, I get why, they do it because you know leagues in the region maybe aren't as strong, but it, it's not their responsibility to do it. I mean, I, I know that that Steve Darby, who obviously you're aware of, who was assistant to Peter Reid and Brian Robson, and and was I think I don't know if he was caretaker coach. I've got to be careful what I say because he does listen. So if if you were actually full time coach, Steve, I apologise. I think I might have just called you caretaker coach, but he's got very strong views on this. That the, the players that come in from abroad should always be at least on a level par with the local players, certainly yes. above, and they should bring something that Thai players can't bring. Would, would you would you say that's a valid point? Yes. The, you, you can't have import players on the bench, for starters. That's just yeah. the biggest no-no ever. If they're not good enough to be in the starting 11, then unless they're injured, of course, but if they're not good enough to be in the starting 11 when fully fit, they shouldn't be at your club. Like that's that's just you know yeah that's just common sense for for recruitment, but the ASEAN rule could be a great thing in the sense that what we were sold when it was initially brought in was it'll increase the exposure of the Thai league. So straight off the bat, you think okay, we're going to get the top players from the Philippines, we're going to get the top players from Malaysia, we're going to get legitimate players that will increase increase the profile of the league. But then what came in was you had, you know, Ratchaburi was signing players from the German fifth division, you know, like how, how is that beneficial? Like wouldn't you be better off developing a local boy than? Yeah. I, I wonder what the thinking is behind that. I mean, I wonder when they sit down and think, right, we're going to make some signings. What should we do? I know we'll go to the German fifth division or we'll go to the seventh division in France or the Spanish Sunday league or whatever. I mean, what what do you think the thought process is when these, these people are, are making these signings? I I could say some things, but I'll choose to, <laughs> choose to refrain from them because it might get, might get me in a bit of trouble, but I think there's people with alternative agendas okay. for, for some of the, the foreign signings and and that's been going on for a little while in Thailand like it's always been a bit hmm 
but in recent years, in, in my opinion, I could, I could be off the mark, but I think the, the standard of the foreign signings has actually gone down quite considerably. Um, but obviously, you know, Bury Ram go out and they buy yeah, top imports every year. But, you know, you, you look around and you go, where, why, why is he being signed? You know, like there's always going to be some left field players that, come from out of nowhere and you go, hang on, he's actually pretty damn good. But the ratio on the successes to the failures is considerably large. Yeah, no, I would definitely. I mean, just speaking from from a Chambéry point of view, we've we've seen some really dodgy foreign players over the past few years. And we actually used to have quite, I mean, I suppose when, when we were a top club, <laughs> we did have... We're in a similar situation to Bury Ram United are now, where we'd get you know the the quality players coming in because they'd want to play at the top level. But over the past few years, as as our success has gone down, we haven't had the success. We've declined. Some of the players we've brought in, they, they've clearly been signed off on the strength of somebody watching a YouTube video. Yeah, and you know that kind of backs up what you're saying. You know that's that's why the quality has gone down because. I don't think clubs are necessarily researching these players. They're seeing a three-minute clip on YouTube and thinking, oh, he's good, we'll have him. And Well, yeah. a, f- a few years ago, this is – I won't name the player, I won't name the club. Okay. A few years ago, a friend contacted me and he said, I've got a club in the lower leagues of Thailand that wants to sign a player um, from Australia. So I sent him the name of a few Aussie boys and, and their, their videos and – one guy, he he'd scored an overhead kick in his video. Guess guess who got signed? Yeah, you know, and that 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 was the whole that was the whole basis of them signing him was he's that that was a really nice goal. And to his credit, he went there and he did reasonably well. But yeah. that their whole mentality for signing him was, oh, he scored he scored an overhead kick. Yeah. I, I totally get that. We we signed a player a few years ago, and and anybody who who's read my blog or followed me on Twitter uh, in my with my Chambéry hat on will know who I'm talking about. And it was only after we'd signed him, and he was he was the he's the worst player we've ever had. Without, I mean, it, it's it's not even up for debate. And he he played a couple of games, and everybody's thinking, where's this guy come from? And one of my friends found a clip on YouTube. That was basically him doing step, just what you've said, step overs. He did a little, he nutmegged somebody. He did one run into the box. But what he was doing is he was repeating these things over and over again. So you saw the same <laughs> clip about five or six times. So that filled the five minute video. There were only about three things he did. But it, and Chambery signed him on the strength of that video, and he was a he was a he was hopeless, absolutely hopeless. And people do know who I'm talking about. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's what, what would you like to see happen? How would you like to see clubs go about uh, scouting players, recruiting players, signing players? Not necessarily. I, I mean, overseas players. I'm I'm talking about now, really. I think, and it'll never happen, but I think it would be very interesting if when they sign the player, they have to announce the terms of the contract and the duration of the contract so that everyone knows what the score is like. When they see him, they can't go, oh, 
he's hopeless. He must be earning, but he's earning big money because they'll know, oh, he's come in and this is what he's earning. This, And that kind of transparency is never going to happen in Thai football. But realistically, they need, clubs need to stop taking advice from agents. Yeah. They need to, they need to go out have a meeting within themselves and say, all right, we want to sign these positions. Let's look ourselves and identify who we want to get. And then maybe we can talk to an agent or, or whatever, because you, you look in some clubs and there's one agent that represents probably two thirds of the club. How, how is that sustainable? It's not because they're just going to, keep sending their own players they're going to keep sending their own players and they're doing the right thing by their clients but they're not doing the right thing by the club so yeah that's 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 where i'd like to see it like i, I was talking with a fellow he played t the yamaha division one now t2 yeah. and he was there from 2010 to 2012 and he said that the quality now compared to when he was playing is just in the toilet. Like, yeah, and I, I, I think a lot of people would would agree with that definitely. Um, I mean, it's it's this is this is a subject that that obviously we could spend hours and hours talking about, but unfortunately we don't have hours and hours. We've only got about a minute left. So to sum up, in in an ideal world, if if you were in charge of of the Thai FA um, and Based on what you you tweet, I think you'd be a very good candidate for that job. To be honest, James, mm-hmm. if you were head of the Thai FA and, and the Football League, ideally, what would your quotas be for foreign players, including non non Asian players, ASEAN players, and local players? How how would you final word? How would you like to see it organised that would benefit I'd everyone? Keep, I'd keep it at five from anywhere at the moment, with only three allowed to play on the match day. I'd change it to two players from Asia if you want with only one to play and only one ASEAN player. And I'd actually consider binning the ASEAN rule altogether. Yeah, that's that sounds perfectly reasonable. And obviously nurture local talent as well. Yeah, and that's that, that should be the primary focus for Thai clubs. Yeah, excellent. So if anybody's listening from the Thai FA or the Thai League... There you go. We've we've given it to you on a plate. That's that's the way forward. So it just remains for me to say, huge thanks, James. Thanks for coming on. It's been great to chat. Um, you're a very knowledgeable guy. I love reading your tweets. If you're not following James on Twitter, I'll put a link in the in the bio, in the notes on this podcast, and you can follow him. He, he talks a lot of sense, and it's been great to have him on, and I'm sure he'll be back. <laughs> I hope he'll Certainly be back. I appreciate the invite to come on and, and just chat Thai football. So, yeah, thanks yeah. thanks for that. That's great. Thanks very much, mate. All right, speak again. Thank you. Hello, I'm Steve Darby, ex-coach of Thailand, and you're listening to the new Thai football podcast. Fascinating stuff. He's, he's a really interesting bloke to talk to, is James. He, he knows, knows what he's talking about, and he's obviously got quite a lot of contacts within the game as well, so very knowledgeable. Anything to add, mate? Well, just that it really uh, extended my knowledge base. It's something that I'm not too sure about because obviously it keeps changing. So to listen to somebody with that knowledge base, it's great. Good guys, you say, very helpful on Twitter with any issues. 
Yeah, I mean, I I found it useful. As as I said to him, it, it's a complete mystery to me. The three plus one plus two plus five doesn't make any sense. So it, it was very, uh, very useful to talk to him and have all that cleared up. Right. And purely by chance, this was not this is accident rather than design. We've got another port fan coming up now. <laughs> it's it's Dominic who's returning. He was on our first show. Um, and last week, if you remember, we started our season previews. We've had a few people send in their season previews. So this is Dominic with his season preview of Port's upcoming campaign. What we'll do is we'll we'll run half of it, then we'll have a quick chat about what he said, and then we'll do the second half. Does that work to, for you? Perfect. Right. Okay. Over to you, Dominic. Uh, what are your expectations for your club in the season ahead? Um, I'm not sure. Um, we haven't been able to see the pre-season matches. Um, for, with this squad, I reckon top five, top three, if players gel well together and play to completely full potential. Have your pre-season preparations gone? Question two. Uh, as I said previously, all our pre-season games have been behind closed doors, so I haven't got a clue. Uh, what are your thoughts on your team's opening for fixtures? Well, Nakamba <clears throat> uh, Tom away, just been promoted. Uh, we just think we should get three points from that, but away from home, form can be a bit patchy. Terra at home, again, you would hope that we get three points. Uh, then the third match would be Xi's Yang in the away, in China away, which is a bit of a long old uh, schlep, but I do know one mate, Brian, who is actually making a trip out there. Um, yeah, I think we are going to get beaten, but if we keep it to like one or two goals, I think that would be a respectable result. They're a good team in a, in a good league, a level above um, the Thai league at the moment. Uh, so uh, I think just let, if we don't get battered, I'd be happy with that. Mung Tong away, big question is, will we be able to actually get tickets? Last season, I went down to Mung Tong's ground and asked if I could buy tickets for the away section, and they just looked at me like uh, I was asking to buy uh, like illicit drugs or um, several Kalashnikovs. Um, but no, so they said no, and um, and I told off home. Uh, I was over there anyway, because I had to do uh, my 90-day sign-in. Um, so yeah, no big deal, but I'll probably watch it um, in the pub uh, with Port fans. Uh, some fans will go in the home section and just watch the game but not cheer, which I understand why people do that, but for me it's a bit boring. Uh, I'd rather scream my head off in the pub and uh, yeah, be a bit more fun. Uh, yeah, so that's my uh, roundup of the opening four. And now question four. What do you make of your new signings? Um, yeah, a couple of uh, big signings would be uh, Nobito Shimura. I don't know how good he is. Again, I haven't seen him play. Um, you would think he'd be quality. How he fits in the team would be the, the, the first thing um, I'm going to be interested in. We'll see that. Uh, Tardelli has come in as another centre forward, which I think is good. To, it's good to have cover for Hamilton, but Tirasak is not going to be happy if uh, Tardelli's playing above him. Um, so it looks like Hamilton uh, obviously is the mainstay centre forward, and Tardelli and Tirasak uh, vying for like the next spot. Obviously, Tirasak's uh, a good option. He's a tie player and a, a genuinely good striker. 
Um, but we will see how that goes. Uh, we, uh, we brought in Clough in the centre of defence. I think he's a good signing. He's a similar player to Dollar, who we just let go. Um, and I think he can do a similar sort of role. Again, we need to see how it works on day one. What about the players you've let go? As I just said, uh, we did uh, let go of Dollar um, last season. And I think that was a terrible decision. I think we should have paid him more. Uh, Dollar's a Thai player, but he's got the skill levels and the strength of some of the foreign signings in T1. It's like having an extra foreign player with Dollar on the team. We should have kept him, but you know we didn't. So we brought in Clough, and I think that's that's a it's a good option as a replacement. We'll see how the back four works out this season. Question number six: Which uh, which players will have the most impact this season? Um, I would guess the same as last season. Uh, Hamilton and Putros, Putros particularly. Um, in terms of like connecting the uh, connecting up the midfield, like just for me, he's the he's the cement that holds the the team together in the centre of the park. We got lots of sort of good creative players, Nguyeba, uh Bodin, Pacorn. They can all they can all create something, but we need a solid midfield player to put his foot on the ball and like just get some simple distribution so we can feed the other creative players. Uh, also, obviously Hamilton. Scored, scored goals. He's yes, not the uh, not the most polished of uh, centre forwards, but like I think it was second highest or was third highest uh, goal scorer in the league. You can't ask for much more than that. Um, just gonna hope he stays injury free and he'll he'll do another good job. He'll do a good job this uh, this season. Somporn in goal as well. Actually, very important. Had a good, very good first season. I like him. Um, he's his distribution is better than Warwick. His shot stopping is probably the same as Warwick, and they're both good shot stoppers. Um, and also good to see, it will be interesting to see how uh, Warwick plays, and because he'll probably be pushed for his like opening spot um, in the team. Um, it'd be good to see who starts the midfield and whether Warwick ups his game because he has to, because there are other quality players looking to get into that midfield position. <laughs> and now, lucky number seven. If you could bring back one of your club's former players, who would it be? Oh, I could talk about this for about two hours, so um, let's go with top five. Um, I can't remember his Thai name, but Joe Hala would be um, the, the top one. I never really got to see him play, but he was the uh, fox-in-the-box um, classic um, uh, Thai striker who would, like, tap in. His well, his nickname was Joe Hala, which is Joe Five Yards. So, like, yeah, so he scores his goal from five yards. Uh, and honourable mentions to... I'd love uh, to see Sarawak back in this team, a really hard-working winger and a genu genuine nice guy as well. Moisey, of course, great defender. Stephen Robb, quality, good, strong team player and also nice bloke. Uh, chatted to him a few times um, coming back from games. And it'll be interesting to see one of the players that we've let go. The players we let go this season, Silicon. I would love to see Silicon aged... 21, 22, playing in this team because at his height, Silicon was brilliant. Silicon was playing for the national team, but didn't quite make it like uh, didn't quite make it to that level. If he could play in this team and at his like full potential, maybe maybe he could change would have changed his career. That would have been great to see. 
there's Dominic on all Alan Partridge there interviewing himself. So <laughs> what did what did you take from that, Rob? Yeah, he seems calm enough about it, doesn't he? And I think he's probably about right. I would say that Buriram are going to win the league. I don't think there's a lot of arguments there. And the places afterwards between second and fifth, I would say be fair enough between Wong Tong, uh, BG and Port. Sorry, between second and fourth. Yeah. I would like to guess order. Yeah, I, I think I think you're probably right. It's it's hard to see any any other clubs really breaking into that that top four, isn't it? With right. you were uh, pulling the plug uh, finance wise, I, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've done it, and Chiang Rai United as well. Worrying, I think, worrying news coming out of there this this week. Yeah, yeah. I think that's something to keep our eye on. Anyway, back to Dominic, who's. Carrying on interviewing himself about port season. So here's the second part of Dominic's port preview. Eight. If you could give your current head coach one piece of advice, what would it be? And your owners. Oh, well, that would be a very interesting conversation if I could give them a piece of my mind. Uh, well, <clears throat> I would just say, actually, this would be my advice to most, like pretty much every owner, really. Um, let the coach coach. Stay on the financial side. Support your coach's decision. You picked him. You picked the coach to do a job. So, like, he's a professional. He knows football. And if, and if he's doing a bad job, like, you know, at least give him 10 games, 12 games to prove that he can do a good job. And, and if he can't after 12 games, okay, maybe change up. But remember, you picked the coach. So, uh you have to take some responsibility if the coach is not working. Uh, yeah, just let the coach coach. S stay on the financial side and understand that uh, the, the there's a reason he's a professional coach. There's a reason you're not. Okay. Question number <clears throat> question number nine. Which home games are you most looking forward to? Uh, <clears throat> obviously, Boo Ram. They've got quality players, and also. Uh, for Boo Ram, uh, Pat Stadium is always rammed. It's always um, it's always the hottest ticket uh, of of the weekend. Port versus Boo Ram. It's always good atmosphere. Uh, great fun. Wong Tong, obviously, again another good atmosphere. Last season's game, I don't even want to think about. It was a two goals up and losing three two. Let's let's never talk of this of this situation again. Uh, question number 10, um, which away games are you most looking forward to? Um, I went up to Lampung, um, or, or Chiang Mai, to watch Lampung uh, play at the end of last season. It was great fun. There were, the fans were very welcoming. Um, there's a picture of me standing next to a guy wearing a Viking helmet um, and a scarf around his face. Great fun. Interest, uh, nice to go up to Chiang Mai as well, Chiang Mai Lampung area. Uh, I always enjoy going up there, and um, yeah, great atmosphere, nice fans, and nice long away trip. Long away trips always uh, good fun. You only get the sort of yeah, sort of hardcore fans who are like uh, taking ten-hour bus journeys or nipping up there on um, on flights. So yeah, Lampung uh, for a similar reason, uh, Chiang Rai away is always. Uh, uh, great fun. I've only been up to Chiang Rai one time, but when I went, it was that yeah, was it was a good one. Okay, now question eleven. What do you think of your new club's kit? Uh, when I see it, I'll I'll let you know. Um, 
Still haven't seen that one. Uh, not a surprise. We normally wait, take ages to get that sorted out. Question 12. Who are your favourites to win the league? Eh, Boy Ram, obviously. We'll see if Chanatip can raise up BG, but um, at the moment, I can't see past Boy Ram. I don't think anyone else really can. Who else do you think could challenge? Question 13. Who else do you think could challenge? Uh, just answered that. Uh, 14. Who's going down? Um, again, I wouldn't be sure. Before, like pre-season, you know, I would always just say the promoted teams, just because like most of the most of the promotion, like lots of the promotion teams are like genuine, uh, generally yo-yo clubs. Uh, which team would you like to beat most this season? Uh, again, uh, Boi Ram and Mung Tong. Um, maybe BG as well, just because um, they might be putting up a, a good fight, and they might well be sort of our like opposition to to being in the top three or um in top two even. Who will be this season's surprise package? Um not again, not sure. Uh I would say probably yeah, let's say Lampoon. Hey? Uh they have a guy cheering them dressed as a Viking. Uh, that that would be that's definitely surpri- definitely surprises me surprised me last season. Uh, number 17, what changes would you make to improve the Thai League? Pfft, yeah, well, um, how, how much time have you got? Um, okay, so let's go a top three. Um, better refs, better standard of refereeing, obviously. Um, beers available to drink in the stands. Um, better atmosphere. Always, always good fun. Uh, matches live on free TV. Bang, one, two, three. That would make it a better product, more fun. More people would go. Then you can get more rep if you want to be all financial about it. Then you can get um, that can get you better revenue. But you know, we live in hope. We live in hope. Question eighteen: Which visiting fans are you most looking forward to seeing at, at, at your stadium? Um, I don't normally look forward to away fans in any, in any way particularly. But um, okay, yeah, they're, they're, I know some some good uh, lads up at Buriram. They come down for uh, for the away day uh, in Bangkok, and yeah, they're always a good laugh. Um, we normally kind of meet up for a few beers before the game with them. Um, Chambri, Chambri is always an incredibly friendly game. So yeah, away away Chambri fans just mixing with the home fans, like we're all supporting the same team <coughs> because. Um, we used to play out uh, in uh, Chambri, and when Chambri weren't playing, uh, they would come and cheer us, and that's and, and vice versa. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a night, it's a fun, it's a fun atmosphere always. Uh, Prachuap and Korat fans, that would be as uh, good to see them because both of those teams, when you go to Prachuap, when you go to Korat, they will lay on food for you, and uh, like they'll give you like free food before the game. It's always it was a lovely touch um, for a home team. So because they do that for us, uh, we we do the same thing for them. Uh, by the away stand, we'll have like um, three or four stalls of free food for the for the away fans fans when they come down. Uh, what are your match day superstitions? <laughs> Superstitions and routine. Too many other people have too many superstitions. Uh, I don't have any. Um, if you do have superstitions, then you have to keep doing them, and also you start thinking they mean something. They don't. Um, if you're wearing your lucky underpants and the team wins, it's just a coincidence. And a lot of the time, people start saying, "Oh no, it's lucky," but it's only lucky on Wednesday games. And it's like, no, 
you know, so there's, you know, I think you might be confusing like correlation with causation there. Um, yes, uh, some of the sort of incredibly lucky things are generally quite lucky for good teams that win quite a lot as well. I do notice that correlation is definitely there. Um, is there anything else? Question number 20, is there anything else you would like to add? Oh, yeah, go on. This season, I shall be mostly drinking Kratom extract, uh, as it's a nice sort of caffeine-type buzz at low levels, and I don't get a hangover from it. Uh, that's my major change to this season. Um, oh, a word of warning, at higher levels, Kratom can be dangerous and make you a bit sick, but then again, so can alcohol. So Ah, oh, thanks, Dom. That was that was good. Really enjoyed that. Always always interesting to listen to what Dominic has to say. Um, so, do you want to sum up on the second part of Dominic's preview, Rob? Well, the uh, po- poets seem to get a little bit more excited and animated in that first <laughs> section. I've got bad news. More chance of him becoming poet laureate than uh, the owner of Port listening to his sage advice. Very, very likely. I think I, I did want to get him on doing some poetry, but so far he's been a bit reluctant, which I don't, I don't fully understand. No, and he, he mentions the kratom. He says he's starting off with the weak stuff. I think he's been on the heavy stuff. If uh, if he expects the order fans to the PAT, Dominic, they were relegated. <laughs> yeah, he's obviously he's obviously missed that one. Right. Okay. I'm. I'm sure we'll get some comeback. He's. He's very forthright with his his opinions and his feedback. He's Dom. I'm. I'm sure he'll have something to say about that, Rob. Anyway, before we wrap up, sorry. Not half. I'll be getting it. <laughs> anyway, before we wrap up, do you want to tell us what you've been up to this week? You've You've been out and about again. Oh, action packed week, Dale. I started off on Wednesday. I went to the. Uh... Free admission friendly between customs and uh, Mong Tong. Uh, there's some fear about customs going it alone this year, obviously with the controversy last season, pulling the pulling the pin in the playoffs. But the, I think if the management team there weed through the players that I saw last Wednesday, they'll have enough to stay up. They'll look some decent bads. Admittedly, a very young uh, Mong Tong side. That game ended two each. Uh, I was searching for an amateur game for Sunday, but I was informed with it being the Thailand holiday, there would be nothing. And totally by chance, I ended up at a friendly on Friday afternoon. Nice to see Bangkok Christian College back in action with an under-18 side. They played local team, Mimbri United, 1-3-1. Interesting little uh, venue at uh, just off Ramintra. It was three times 30 minutes the game, which was also unusual. And I... Refreshments came via a motorcycle taxi selling ice cream. So it was a bit of a surreal afternoon, but very enjoyable. And yeah. Saturday night, um, I was due to go and watch uh, some friends' sons play archery, but I ended up at Wong Tong against Bangkok United. Uh, United on this, Bangkok United on this occasion played a, a young side, very understrength, I was told. Uh, good night, all in all. I like the way that Wong Tong played out from the back. And it was an enjoyable night. Uh, I might be uh, persona non grata down at the PAT, but uh, the Wong Tong expats made me a member of their Foreign Legion on Facebook. But it's always nice to meet nice people and hear different views. But uh, some something of a 
a chaos in a way. I mean, we mentioned that we're happy for bands to visit Thailand. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the work of ASPA of South Korea, Dale. I'm not. That's a, that's a new one on me. I, I, I'm yeah. I'll leave it there. I don't. I don't know if it's a solo artist, a band, or it could be. It's know, a, it could be anything. Or a, a foursome girls band. So ah, imagine right. the. Okay. Imagine the demographic of the audience as I rocked up to collect my ticket. And the, they didn't put them on in the impact, they put them on in the sports hall next door. So you, arriving for my ticket was a bit of confusion, to say the least. And and in pure to a Thai style, I don't want to complain because it's just first world problems. But both events kicked out at the same time. And imagine what it was like trying to get a taxi up. Anyway, on that note, I think we'd probably better call it call it a day. Yes, so, yes, I think was enough. Yeah, well, Dom's preview, excellent here. And just as an aside, we've also had a preview sent in by Jim Clark, another Port fan. So that's going up on the blog. We'll put a link on, in the notes to this podcast. So if you want to read what Jim has to say, you can go to our blog. So you've got two port previews and over the coming week we'll be publishing a few more and then next week we've got a couple more coming on the program uh, for a couple of other different clubs so there's all that to look forward to oh fantastic i'm going to be heading to rajamangala on saturday night is that for football or for a concert <laughs> don't go there oh crikey <laughs> I think we might be having words about that later as well. Uh, I would yeah, think I'm so. Going, going to the big show in town, Bangkok United against Buriram United. Right, well, enjoy that, and I look forward to hearing about that next week. Great stuff. All right, mate, take care, and I'll speak soon. Excellent to you. Have a great week, everyone out there. Hi, my name is Tim, and I'm listening to a Thai football podcast. Mm-hmm.